Today on The Sales Life, three effective methods to regulate your emotions so that they always work in your favor. Using the power of acceptance, reappraisal, and expression. You'll find more personal and professional success, and you're going to live longer too. But before we roll out with today's episode, we've got some new listeners. My name is Marsh Bice, and I'm the host of The Sales Life, and I created The Sales Life because sales is the only profession that so closely resembles life. One minute you're on top of the world, and the next minute the world's rolling back on top of you. And somehow, some way, you got to figure it out. Selling is more than a profession, it's a life skill. You can transfer these five skills into every area of your life to embrace uncertainty and be ready for anything. Those five skills are communication, curiosity, creativity, continuous learning and action, and productive confrontation. These are skills you already have within. Now I'm going to help you develop them so you'll never go without. So if you're trying to get back up after life has slapped you down, are you trying to move up? Because you feel like life is kind of stalled out. If you want to have more, do more, be more, then you're going to have to sell more. Welcome to the sales life. Let's roll out with today's episode. What better book to use to regulate your emotions than the book called Emotional? How Feelings Shape Our Thinking by Leonard Mladnow. I believe the key to personal and professional success in life is the ability to keep your emotions in check. Letting your emotions run wild like an unbridled horse will sabotage your personal and professional life. But also poor emotional regulation will lead to a shorter life as well. The author notes that in a study of older men, those with poor emotional regulation have a 60% greater chance of cardiac disease. You know, I'm big on simplicity. So a few things, a few points that I can check down to to help regulate my emotions in the heat of the moment without having to go back and listen to an episode or find it written down or anything like that, just boom, boom, boom. If I can check down to those things, man, that's right up my alley. And so I want to pass these things on to you. Those three effective methods are acceptance, reappraisal, and expression. That way, when you feel the vengeance starting to kick in, when you feel you're about to say the wrong thing, when you feel that you're just about to torch something, points, acceptance, reappraisal, and expression. So let's unpack these methods. I think you're going to find a lot of use out of these. The first effective method in regulating your emotions is acceptance. It's controlling the controllable simply. And the author references to acceptance and stoicism. And many times when you hear about the Stoics and acceptance, many people interpret that to be that, oh, I can just get run over in life and I'm just supposed to be okay with it. Well, that ain't me. That ain't going to happen. Or you're not supposed to be attached to anything. So if something just blows up in your face, it's just, just, you know, keep on moving. Yes, the keep it moving part is is correct, but acceptance does not mean that you have to agree with it. It just means that you simply acknowledge what is. Because there are going to be moments that the ball doesn't always bounce your way. 
there are going to be moments that is unfair for you. It's, it's unjust. And you were blindsided. And acceptance is when these moments hit, you're going to be left to pick up the broken pieces. And acceptance is figuring out what to productively do with those broken pieces. Control the controllables. It's seeing a situation and saying, this is bad. But then also it's determining what your next move is. Control the controllables. What can I control in this moment? And if I can't control everything, what are some things that I can do to heavily influence a better outcome? See, that's different. So like for me in sales, I can't control the ultimate decision for a customer to say yes or no and buy from me. I can't, but I can heavily influence it. And however it falls, whatever their decision is, I have to accept that. And then I got to keep it moving from there. So it's looking at things and asking yourself, what is it I can control? What is it I can do to heavily influence it? I can't control the shortages. I have no control over microchips. I can't control. So why sit there and talk about something that I have zero control over? Why sit there and try to talk about policy? And if I was, I don't own a chip manufacturer, so I don't know what to do. So why even talk about that? Acceptance is in those situations, you just say, okay, this sucks. I'm going to have limited inventory. Now, what is it I'm going to do with this? And that's the reappraisal part that we're going to talk about. There are going to be recessions that we walk into. And when we hit those recessions, I can be like 99% of other people and throw my hands up and say, oh my God, this is bad. We're never coming out of this, blah, blah, blah. I could do all that. Or I could just accept that. And then say, okay, this is tough. Things are going to get tightened. What is it I can do from here? See, that's acceptance. It's not sticking your head in the sand and acting like it doesn't exist. And it's not, I don't want to talk about this because you don't want to hear it. No, it's saying this is a bad situation. Hmm. What are my options? See, everything has an option. You can have the option to do nothing at all. Or you can say somewhere, somehow, and this is, you know, through acceptance, you've read of people that were in dire situations and somehow they popped out on the other side. It's because they accepted it. They didn't sit there and just park and like, this is it. No, they said, well, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in a bang. Right. And so through the power of acceptance, they saw it was a bad situation, but they figured Okay, what are my steps from here? What else can I do from here? The second way to regulate your emotions is reappraisal. The power of the spin, man. Appraisal is making sense of what just happened. You've probably heard the old saying, nothing's good or bad. It's just your interpretation of it, right? It's just the label that you put on it. That's what appraisal is. It's a label that you put on it. Reappraisal is interrupting that negative thought pattern and changing the narrative and putting a different spin on it. So for instance, in sales, I could be working with a gnarly, mean, rude customer. That's the appraisal. The reappraisal is putting a different spin on it 
where instead of me going down the rabbit hole with their emotions and matching their negative emotions, if I reappraise it, I put a spin on it. I say to myself, you know what? These people are just scared. They've probably had some bad salespeople in their life. Now I got to change that. I got to make sure I understand what their needs are. And I feel those needs and make sure they understand all their options and let them make a decision from there. That's acceptance. See, I used the reappraisal and acceptance. I coupled those two things together. See how powerful this is? Or what about Linda? You've been beefing with her since high school. (laughs) And you got her on the phone and she snaps again. Well, your appraisal was already, we've been beefing since high school. And then when she gets on the phone and she's terse and she ain't all warm and fuzzy, uh, I try to give her the benefit. Here we go again. No. It's delivering whatever the message is, whatever you called for, and then reappraise it. Get off the phone and say, you know what? I've heard her mom is really sick. She's probably going through a tough time. I, I don't even have to agree with it. I don't have to agree with her being rude and nasty with me. I, I don't have to agree with any of that. It's just I refuse to go down that path. So instead, I'm going to put a different spin on it instead of saying, oh, that's good for her. No, just reappraise it and say, you know what? She's going through a tough time. The author's note, train yourself in such a way that leads to the emotions that you want. Listen to that carefully. Train yourself in such a way that leads to the emotions that you want. And many times I'll I'll have salespeople and they're just going on and on and on and on and on about the customer that they just spent days with and they bought somewhere else, can't get them on the phone. Or they spent hours with and they're not qualified to buy. Or they'll say, man, I, I I can't get anything going this month. I stop them. See, all they're doing is they're ruminating the initial appraisal. So they're going on and on and on and on and on about the same thing, which is only going to lead to emotions that you don't want. So I'll tell them, why are you talking about something that all that does is stirs up more negative emotions and is going to actually pull you away from the direction that you want to go? Because you got to understand something. Your emotions can either empower you or disempower you. They can empower you through acceptance in reappraisal and expression, they can lead you to your goals or they can disempower you. You could stay stuck in this situation and not do anything productively and just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And they pull you further and further away from your goals. The third way in effectively regulating your emotions. So to recap, we've had acceptance. We've had reappraisal, and now we're going to end with expression, the power of the words. Through expression, you can either dig a ditch or you can build a bridge. You can dig a ditch and make your hole deeper, or you can see the hole for what it is and say, hmm, how can I build a bridge over this? Being able to express your thoughts is so powerful. And if you took one of the three and started on, I would start with the expression. 
because through the expression is going to help you accept and reappraise. So a few ways that I use the power of expression. I write, I use a mic, and I have confidants. And let me drill each one of these down for you. The first one is I write. I write every single day. I have a legal pad. Every single day, I write. Some of them I use in a mic and put on an episode. And others just get stored in a big bin right behind the camera here. Writing has literally saved my life. It did. And I wasn't a guy that was the traditional journaling kind of guy. I wasn't that guy. So what I did is I started writing word for word powerful words that I was reading to help get my life back on track. I didn't have those words to express and put on paper. And I didn't want to just sit down and write a bunch of negative things over and over again, because what would happen is I would stay on that wheel. I needed something productive to actually kick out one of the sidewalls in that wheel. So that way I could go off in a different direction. I was sick and tired of living the way that I was. So by writing word for word out of a book and then rereading those things, it began to change the narrative in my mind. And as I began to write, I began to get more creative and see things differently in life. And that's when the sales life came about in October of 2017. And I decided to record these words. Now, let me tell you about the podcast. The podcast is for me. Because as I write the words and put my expressions on paper, because I have a microphone, it forces me to be more concise with my words. Concise with my thinking and deliver it in an effective way. And because I've recorded these things, they're archived. That way I can go back and listen to episodes that I recorded years ago. But they're they're references for me. And I can listen to it in the moment and say, man, I've gotten away from this. Or I forgot about this and apply it to my life. That's the first reason why I have the podcast for me to reference to because I'll forget these things. I'll get away from these things. The second reason why I record the podcast is so that my children have something that when I'm not around or no longer here, they can listen to dad and say, wow, they can come to me for advice. And I only have to be there. And they can take it for generations to come. And the third reason is for the friends that I know and ones I haven't met yet. People like you. And so now you can listen to the sales life. And some of the things that I'm going through, you can relate to. And you can say, me too. And develop some new thoughts and ways of being more effective in life. And then I have confidants. People 
that are close to me that I can express my feelings. Now, here's the thing about expression. Aside from writing, aside from a microphone, and side note on the microphone part, even if you don't publish it, just record it. It'll help you speak better. And you can just archive it. Just have it recorded. It could be visually or it could just be audio. Doesn't matter. It's yours. And if maybe one day you want to publish it, maybe one day you want to share it with someone, maybe nobody ever sees it. It's fine. It's, it's expressing yourself in a more formal nature. Now, the last part, confidant, getting back to that. The confidant part is that inner circle where you can express yourself to other people. Now, let me tell you this about expression. It doesn't mean that you get to talk about the same thing over and over again with them. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed for that other person to just become a public dumping ground. And all you're doing is talking about the same thing over and over again. You know, you've had people like that, right? And they call you with the same stuff over and over again. You're like, bro, when are you going to get things together, man? So expression is cool. Get it out. Talk about it. But then also begin to build a bridge. And if you build the right inner circle, they're actually going to use all three methods with you. Expression means that they're going to allow you to talk and they're not going to spin it and make it all about them. You ever have those friends that you've talked to and the minute you start sharing something that you're frustrated with or dealing with and they immediately spin it? Yeah, and let me tell you about And then they like, man, can you listen? Do you even want to know what's going on in my life? So if you develop the right inner circle, the right confidants will allow you to express yourself. They'll listen to you. They'll let you get it out. And then they'll help you build that bridge by acceptance. Number one, this is a bad situation. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's bad. Okay. What's your, what's your choices here? So they'll help you with acceptance. And they'll also help you with reappraisal. They'll help you spend some things in a different way. They'll offer some new ways of looking at it too. That's what a good confidant does. I'll wrap up with this. If you remember at the beginning, I said that you should regulate your emotions so that way they always work in your favor. And for weeks after I read that, I interpreted it as so that things always go your way. But as I've sat on these thoughts and really swirled them around in my mind, it's regulating your emotions so that they always work in your favor through the power of acceptance, controlling the controllables, through reappraisal, the power of the spin, and through expression, building a bridge. So that way, no matter what happens in your life, the results may not always be in your favor. But regulating your emotions will be more favorable. Thanks so much for being here. For more on the sales life, go to 
marshbice.com. That's M-A-R-S-H-B-U-I-C-E. And there you will find the blogs, videos, and of course, podcast episodes. In the bottom right is a mic from you to me. Let me know what's going on in your world and how I can help. I'm no hair, but I'm all ears. Remember, as we always close out, the greatest sale that you will ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay in the sales life.